your own deck with Ursula Camille. And this is The Triage Room. The Triage Room is a podcast that encourages and empowers listeners to overcome obstacles of pain. Pain is the physical suffering or discomfort caused by illness or injury. When we describe the type of pain we're having, we're really describing the symptoms. Once we identify the symptoms, then we can deal with the root. Welcome to The Triage Room. You're now on deck with Ursula Camille, and this is the triage room. Today's topic, outlive the lie. That's right. We're going to talk about outlive the lie. The dictionary says that a lie is to speak untruthfully with intent to mislead or deceive. To outlive a lie is to outlive the deception or untruth told about you to others. It is not just the lie told that one may be dealing with that is so painful. It is also who the lie is coming from. Someone close, be it a friend, family member, or even someone you were once in relationship with. One thing is to make sure we don't become what they're saying. To outlive the lie is to keep being the true you until eventually the lie dies out And you are still here walking in the truth. Some people will go to great lengths just to destroy your character in order to influence how others see you. Now, our focus should never be on how others see us. We should be confident in who we are and not thrive off of the view and opinions of others. However, when someone spreads lies about someone, what it actually does is it begins the process of removing the influence that that person being lied on may have had before the lie was even told. The person who was lied on was supposed to impact others. And if the lies believed, their influence may have now been nullified. The reason for the one spreading the lie can vary from jealousy, envy, hate, feelings of inadequacy, lack of identity, monetary gain, to have influence or even power, and even the fact of fear of being seen for who they really are. If they can get others to view you based on the lie that they tell, then they can distract others from seeing the truth about who they really are. Proverbs 25 and 18 says a man that beareth false witness against his neighbor is a maul and a sword and a sharp arrow. Now here is a clear description of a liar, a maul, which is a large wooden hammer or a war club, a sword and a sharp arrow. These are all weapons of destruction. So a liar is only a weapon of destruction. If we can see a liar for who and what they are, then it makes it easier to rise above and not get pulled down to their level in a self-defensive war. Self-defensive wars can be traps of entanglement to get you to act out of character, push your buttons to say and do things you wouldn't normally do. Had not the person that was telling the lie provoked you, they waste your time, energy, and are a huge distraction. Now, one may find themselves consumed with defending themselves against the lie and then later realize there was much time and energy wasted, which was all a part of the plan of the liar. Now, here is my teachable moment. 
a moment of transparency. I have found myself in a self-defensive war, wasting my time trying to convince the other party who was spewing the lie that it was just that, a lie. My reaction to the lie was actually gasoline to the situation. Because while I was trying so hard to convince them to stop it with all the lies and that none of what they were saying was the truth, they would continually come back with a different version of what I was saying in my defense, twisting my words and highlighting only my reaction. I've learned through personal experience in situations like this to let my silence speak because even when I'm silent, I'm yet speaking. Proverbs 26 and 4 says, answer not a fool according to his folly, lest thou also be like unto him. You cannot reason with a fool because you would have to stoop down to their level, which would make it be that you are a fool yourself. Proverbs 29 and 9, if a wise man contendeth with a foolish man, whether he rage or laugh, there is no rest. This means if a righteous man contended with the fool, he has no rest because of the fool's raging and laughter. Proverbs 29 and 11. A fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it in till afterwards. So my silence is saying I'm not a fool. Maybe it's your gifts and talents the liar is jealous of or envious of. Maybe it's the fact that no matter what dirt they throw your way, it angers them that you use it for fertilizer. We can ponder on the wise. However, what matters most are the facts. And the facts are a liar is a weapon of destruction. And a liar is also a hater. If we do a quick self-assessment to review when the lie started, was it during a time you were working on a major project or up for a new promotion? Had you just connected with a great team of people? Were you making major progress quickly with rebuilding something? Were you seeing more truth about this person and calling them out on it? Self-defensive war is very unnecessary and it is a huge distraction. Now being lied on is one aspect of it. To outlive the lie also includes when you are lied to, God may have given you instructions on what to do and how to do it. You've been obedient until someone with something in common with you comes along and catches you on a break you should not have been on. If you don't pay attention and look with the right lens, you might think that this person is honest, sent from God, etc. Yet not knowing that they sought you out, they came looking for you once they heard about you. First Kings 13, starting at verse seven. Here's a story of two prophets, an older prophet and a younger prophet. And the king said unto the man of God, come home with me and refresh thyself and I will give thee a reward. And the man of God said unto the king, if thou wilt give me half thine house, I will not go in with thee, neither will I eat bread nor drink water in this place. For so it was charged me by the word of the Lord saying, eat no bread, nor drink water, nor turn again by the same way that thou camest. So he went another way and returned not by the way that he came to Bethel. This is a young prophet being obedient to the instructions that the Lord has given him. Going on to verse 11. Now there dwelt an old prophet 
in Bethel and his sons came and told him all the works that the men of God had done that day in Bethel, the words which he had spoken unto the king, them they told also to their father. I'm going to pause right there. Sometimes, you know, there you never know who's watching and paying attention to the work that you're doing. And then they go back and give a full report. All you're doing is being obedient to the instructions God has given you. But you have no idea who's going back reporting what you do. And then someone hears about it. Now they're going to come and seek you out. Continuing at verse 12. And their father said unto them, what way went he? For his sons had seen what way the man of God went, which came from Judah. And he said unto his son, saddle me the ass. So they saddled him the ass and he rode thereon and went after the man of God and found him sitting under an oak. And he said unto him, art thou the man of God that camest from Judah? And he said, I am. Then he said unto him, come home with me and eat bread. And he said, I may not return with thee, nor go in with thee. Neither will I eat bread nor drink water with thee in this place. For it was said to me by the word of the Lord, thou shalt eat no bread nor drink water there, nor turn again to go by the way that thou camest. He said unto him, I am a prophet also as thou art. And an angel spake unto me by the word of the Lord saying, bring him back with thee unto thine house that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied unto him. So he went back with him and did eat bread in his house and drank water. And it came to pass as they sat at the table that the word of the Lord came unto the prophet that brought him back. And he cried unto the man of God that came from Judah saying, Thus saith the Lord, for as much as thou hast disobeyed the mouth of the Lord and hast not kept the commandment which the Lord thy God commanded thee, but camest back and has eaten bread and drunk water in the place for the which the Lord did say to thee, eat no bread and drink no water. Thy carcass shall not come unto the sepulcher of thy fathers. And it came to pass after he, after he had eaten bread and after he had drunk that he settled for him the ass to wit for the prophet whom he had brought back. And when he was gone, a lion met him by the way and slew him. And his carcass was cast in the way and the ass stood by it. The lion also stood by the carcass and behold, men passed by and saw the carcass cast in the way and the lion standing by the carcass. And they came and told it in the city where the old prophet dwelt. And when the prophet that brought him back from the way heard thereof, he said, it is the man of God who was disobedient unto the word of the Lord. Therefore, the Lord hath delivered him unto the lion, which hath torn him and slain him according to the word of the Lord, which he spake unto him. So here we have a younger prophet and an older prophet. The younger prophet received instructions directly from the Lord on what to do and what not to do. He's found sitting under a tree, supposed to be on his way back. The older prophet heard about the work and the things that the younger prophet had done and he came looking for him. And when he found him, he extended the invite. So then he went a little further to let it be common ground. Well, I'm a prophet like you. And an angel of the Lord told me to tell you why the younger prophet listened. After instructions have been given by God, he received direct instructions from the Lord. Why 
after receiving instructions from the Lord, would anyone listen to someone? Tell them what an angel of the Lord said when you've been given direct instructions straight from the source. So here we have a younger prophet that lost his life because he disobeyed the instructions of God. But I want to focus on being lied to. When you're lied to, that is the opportunity for someone to come to you with a lie. The purpose behind it is to bring death to your destiny. Just like this young prophet. The purpose is to bring death to your destiny. Death to your purpose and your assignment. So we have to be mindful and not forget the instructions that we were given directly from the Lord ourselves. What did he say? And just because someone has something in common. Okay, somebody says they, they're a prophet too. So because they have a common ground. You now lend your ear to someone that is lying to you. No. Remember that lie came to bring death to your destiny. This young prophet lost his life. What if the younger prophet had not been under the tree taking a break? He would have not been able to catch him off guard to even approach him with the lie that was unto his death. What if the younger prophet would have just continued with the instruction given to him by the Lord and not listen to or believe the lie told to him by the older prophet. Because someone comes along with the same gift as you, why listen to them? Versus just obeying what God has already given you to do. God has already told you, you have the instructions, why not just go ahead and listen to what God has already said? Don't allow what seems to have something in common with you to get you off course of doing what it is you know the Lord told you to do. And be somewhere you should not be and go with someone where you should not go. Receiving a lie, contributing to an untimely death. Obey the instruction of the Lord and outlive the lie. Remember, a liar is a weapon of destruction and a hater. Being lied on and being lied to are both painful experiences. Being lied on comes to bring death to character. And being lied to with the purpose of getting you to disobey the instruction of the Lord comes to bring an untimely death, death to your purpose, death to your assignment, death to your destiny. When you're lied on, keep walking in truth. And when you're lied to, be obedient to God, be obedient to God's instructions and outlive the lie. Let us pray. Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord, just to say thank you. We thank you for life, health, and strength. Father, I pray that today's word, Father, the thing that was brought forth about outliving the lie, that those that are tuning in, God, that they will be in a place, Father, to not even entertain the lie. Father, that you will have their ears in a place, Father, not even to receive the lie. I bind up the lying tongue in the name of Jesus. Lord, and I speak right now, Father, that your truth shall come forth, that your people, Lord, will hear the truth and not receive a lie. We come against any untimely death in the name of Jesus, death to their assignment, death to their purpose, death to their destiny. Those, God, that are suffering from the pain of lies, I ask you right now, Father, that truth be revealed in this very hour for nothing is hidden that won't be revealed. I speak truth and I call truth forth. We thank you, God, for this time. And I pray that those that are listening, God, that they have been empowered and encouraged from what was shared on today. So, God, I ask you right now, keep your hedge of protection around your people, that we all, Father, will be in a place to hear the truth and not receive a lie. In Jesus' name I pray. 
Amen. You all be blessed. Thank you for joining me on deck in the triage room. To get the music you hear in this podcast or to stay connected, visit my website, UrsulaCamille.com. That's U-R-S-E-L-A-C-A-M-I-L-L-E.com. Sign up on my email list, get merch and more. Have an area of pain you want to address in the triage room? Send your email to thetriageroom at gmail.com. I'm your host, Ursula Camille, signing off. Be blessed. One touch and your life will change. Did you know that Jesus reigns? One touch and your life will change.